Welcome, everybody, to another episode of AFC Local 3369 Podcast. Today is episode number 18. I have my usual cast of characters with me. We have Todd and we have Derinja, and we have a special guest. And actually, she's the second person to uh, appear for a second time. So congratulations, Amber Westbrook. Amber, how are you today? I'm great, and the honor is all mine, Edwin. Thank you for having me uh, for a second very, time. You're very generous. And um, for those who haven't, who haven't seen the first uh, podcast, which was on wine gardens, Amber, tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into the meat and potatoes of today's subject matter. Sure, Edwin. So my name is Amber, like Edwin had said, and I actually am a local president in Michigan. So I represent people in Michigan with the exception of Detroit. I also wear another union hat where I am the regional vice president of the Chicago region. So my friends in Michigan, Minnesota, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and Wisconsin, um, we kind of work together to make sure things go good in Chicago. Um, And I live actually in the South Bend, Indiana area. I have two kids, Mason and Lauren and my husband, John, and my kids just went back to school. So my stress level has been up and down as of recently. But yeah, we're getting through it. Well, it it sounds like you have a lot going on, but I but knowing you as I do, I know you handle it very well and you do an excellent job. So uh, thank you for that. And, you know, you you mentioned stress levels and that's uh, what a quinky thing, because we want to talk about stress levels and we want to talk about stress and a way of alleviating it. And um, I believe that many employees know about this uh, feature that's in our contract. But for those who don't, we have uh, EAP. And um, can you tell us what EAP is and in what circumstances would employees actually seek this out? Yes, Edwin. Thank you so much. So EAP is Employee Assistance Program, and this is a program that's paid for through government money. It's a benefit to federal employees. So this is a certain type of program that we have that will allow employees the opportunity to have certain benefits that they're entitled to. Predominantly, there is information on financial planning, a half-hour consultation, there is legal services. And the most important and popular thing I think that we talk about with EAP is counseling sessions. So these are counseling sessions that are conducted either virtually, in person, for employees, for their families, and they can be done on administrative time. So that is agency time that employees get the opportunity to attend these sessions. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been in the agency over 20 years and I have used EAP myself. My family has used EAP. If you have kids that, you know, this will cover even your children up to age 25. Wow. So there is a lot of options here that I think that we don't always know about, but, you know, just based on the work that we do, we are going to be stressed out. We are going to have issues come up. I mean, in personal lives and professional lives, you know, it's, it's part of the kind of work that we do with your helping widows. You know, you're hearing a lot of really tough stories and those things, you know, we take them home with us. We take them, you know, to our families or, you know, vice versa. And I think it's a really important resource that we have that we should be utilizing. That's amazing. And I tell you, you know, as I said before, this is our 18th episode, and um, it, it's not often that I find myself getting educated myself. I try to prepare for these things as well as possible. And you just educated me. I did oh, not know that the EAP, uh, the eligibility extends as far as uh, uh, children and spouses and all. 
And uh, it, I've always known that it was a valuable tool that we have. And uh, I just found out today that it's even more valuable than I, than I imagined. Yeah, it's really interesting. So I didn't know that either. And then at one point, you know, we did utilize it for our kids after COVID and being home and having to deal with the transition to middle school from being, you know, by yourself for over a year. You know, we did utilize that for our kids and it was helpful. So and, and it is something we can use for sure. And, and that's important to note, because even though it's offered through Social Security, it doesn't have to be related to work. It can be yes. it can touch upon many different subject matters. Absolutely. It's really it's really good service. So how often then can AP be utilized? That is a fantastic question. So initially what happens with counseling sessions is there are six sessions. So at the end of those six sessions, what happens is the counselor will kind of, or the, the system, I guess, will go through this and see if we need to be turning them over to long-term counseling. So at that point, they'll work with your insurance and they'll figure out a long-term counselor. So the first six sessions are essentially 100% free. And also, if you have another diagnosis come up later, so let's say you initially started going to EAP because of workplace issues, workplace stress, and then six sessions go by, and then you know something unfortunately happens in your personal life and you have something else to deal with, it can start over. But they do do kind of like a predetermination situation once those six sessions are utilized. So you know, it, it could be extended, it could be reevaluated, or they could send you to long-term counseling. Very good, Amber. And I have another question for you. So what types of issues exactly can be discussed with an EAP counselor? That is a great question. So any issues that you have, a lot of times we hear employees do like a lot of workplace stress, you know, because we have a lot of stress. It could be you know, addiction issues, it could be depression, it could be anything that you have going on in your life, or even your family's life, like when my kids went back to school after COVID, you know, anything that has to do with things that are are troubling you is is something that can be utilized there. It doesn't have to just be work, it could be something from home, it could be something from past history, trauma, whatever, whatever is necessary. Now, we, we all know that the agency is subsidizing this. So I think what would be really important for employees to understand is the sanctity of the communications. So are these communications between uh, a therapist or whoever's do, uh, doing the intake and the employee, are they, uh, are they private? Is there a right to privacy? Um, are there any set of circumstances in which they may not be private? That is a fantastic question and something I think that people get concerned about. Because when you're going to your employer and asking for assistance, you don't necessarily want them knowing all your business, right? So there is, if you are attending this on administrative leave, so you are guaranteed duty time to go to these appointments. There is a form that, is, that you fill out that says that you will attend these appointments at a certain time. What does that mean? That means the information that's being released to the agency is the time and date of appointments. That is the only information that can be released to the agency without your informed written consent. So, you know, when you're worried about them knowing your business, which I would be too, I don't want them, you know, knowing what 
is happening, the sanctity of a counseling session, you want to make sure that this kind of stuff is private. And there is, you know, there is that guarantee that you will not, they don't get your counseling notes released or anything like that. Now, therapists do have certain, uh, you know, reporting obligations, um, but that is something that's under their law. But nothing is getting released back to your employer without your written consent in regards to what is occurring in the meetings. But if you do go on administrative leave, they will have the ability to just know that you went. Um, right. If you're concerned with that, you don't have to take administrative leave. But they do know that you attended the session. Now, to be clear, because you mentioned exceptions, these are exceptions that would apply even if I was in my personal life, had nothing to do with the job, and I decided I wanted to go into therapy, see a psychologist you know, they'd be compelled to share certain things if I, for example, admitted that I wanted to commit a crime or I wanted to harm someone. So, Correct. Right. So it's really no different there. That's, that's yep. No different than a normal counseling session. You know, they have certain obligations under their, you know, licensing laws, but it's it's yeah. not something of the norm. Right. And in regards to these counseling sessions um, or, or, or anything under the EAP umbrella, what is the best way to request it? That's a phenomenal question. So there's a whole, if you go to, you know, personnel through our internet, there's a whole host of information there. Not just EAP, there's stuff on webinars, there's stuff on wellness and fitness and all of that. But if you want to get a hold of the company that ministers the EAP services, which is actually called Aspire, their phone number, and I'll give it to you guys here, is 877 549 nine five two eight so you just call them up they're 24 7 so if you need assistance right then they will they will get you in touch with a crisis counselor and then they will help you find a you know a therapist within your area you can do it virtually you can do it in person a lot of the therapists are going to virtual appointments now which people are a little bit more comfortable with as well but yes all you have to do is call that number that 877-549-9528 and then they will help you out with that excellent thank you yes now amber can a representative of afge use eap as well of course, that's a great thing. And I know a lot of our AFGE people, we balance things constantly, right? The, you know, the balance between work and union and all of that. An AFGE counselor can, you know, an AFGE rep can use it. And also, you know, you can also make a referral for someone else. So if you're getting, you know, you hear that someone is struggling that you're representing, you can also call them on their behalf. There is a way to do that where you can call the number and say, hey, I really have you know, a person that's struggling and you can help them, you know, get in touch with them as well. But yes, absolutely. AFG reps can use them. You know, any of those, those people, family of employees and AFG reps and employees, you're eligible for this service on day one of your federal employment. And I think, you know, especially our trainees, right? Like they don't have a lot of leave because they start off with not a lot of leave and it's a struggle in that training years. So if you need some time to breathe, you know, let's let's utilize this service that we have. And, and that way you're not burning your sick leave either. Amber, it's also correct that even though this is an agency subsidized uh, program, that in the event that an employee really, really did not want management to know anything about it, 
they can simply do it on their own personal time and then nothing has to get reported to management. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. You don't have to report anything to management if you're not going on administrative time or duty right. time. Well, it, it, this is a program that I think is incredibly underutilized and presents tremendous value. And I know from my own personal experience, when I am representing an employee as part of my intake, and uh, I do have open air quotations, can't see them. <laughs> um, I do make it a part of my communication with an employee that EAP is available. And I do encourage it because the work that we do here uh, representing uh, Social Security and representing Social Security employees and the work that the employees that we represent is so burdensome in so many different ways. You you can literally come home with a heavy heart every day, whether it's from the stories uh, of difficulty of the uh, uh, from the public that we serve to the pressures on the job. And I don't have to tell anybody how there's an overabundance of work and there's a paucity of employees to do the work, which means that you know, some people can liken it to exploitation, that the demands far exceed the capacity that human beings really have. And we do the best that we can, and it can be overwhelming. And this is just one way to at least alleviate some of the stress and perhaps learn some coping mechanisms, how to move forward. Um, you know, uh, you know, uh, Amber, you've really um, educated us and really brought this to the forefront. It's great appreciation. Um we, we asked you a bunch of questions, and um, I just wonder, is there anything that perhaps we should have asked you that we failed to ask you? You know, I, I appreciate that, I'm, and I'm so, you know, glad that we got the opportunity to talk about this today. And as far as questions, you know, coming up, I think we've covered most of it. You know, I would just encourage employees to check out that website, you know, on SSA.gov. And, you know, don't be afraid to say, you know, I need some assistance. And I think that's the most important thing because I think we, you know, we come in as strong, you know, especially us union reps, right? We can handle it all. We keep going through, you know, we push through and we, we continue to go forward. But just remember that if you're not, you know, whole yourself and needing that assistance yourself, it's really hard to show up for your employer, for your family, you know, all of those aspects. So I just think it's really important that we continue to communicate about these things that we have and to continue to move forward. You know, I like the word that you use communicate because, so, you know, at least in my opinion, and perhaps I'm wrong, um, sometimes you're not even fully aware of how something might be impacting you. And one way to become aware is just to have that communication, have that conversation with someone else and, you know, maybe get a second opinion or just, Hearing out, hearing something out loud, you, you might reflect on something that you wouldn't normally if you're internalizing something. Yeah, I couldn't you know, agree more. You know, and, and um, I, I will say that once again, I, I, I can't overstate the overwhelming nature of the work that we do. And to keep it to yourself can be a very lonely place. And nobody should ever do that to themselves. And I, and I will say one other thing, that from my experience, there's a majority of employees that do keep things to themselves. And it sends a false 
impression to the agency that the agents, that the employees on a whole are doing far better than they really are. And they're coping a lot better with the work. And perhaps conditions of employment, employment aren't nearly as bad as they are. And I don't know if we want to send that image if it's not an accurate image. So I would strongly encourage people to seek uh, EAP as well. But um, Amber, thank you so much. You were so generous with your time and um, you're so informative and you're so articulate that I, I look forward to, to the next podcast that we do together. And um, until next podcast, goodbye to everyone. And thank you very much. <laughs>